it out and get something. Don't let the days of your life pass by. You need to get up, get out, and get something. Don't spend all your time trying to get high. Right, so Lisa, we're going to start talking about this, keep talking about this golden age of hip-hop, which is the early 90s, okay, early to mid-90s. Alright, this song I'm playing right now is, of course, the wonderful, fantastic, life-changing outcast from Atlanta, mm. right now. Up until about 1994, 1995, if you were listening to a rapper on a record, they were from L.A. or New York City. Okay? Mm. But 1995, Source Awards, Andre 3000 and Big Boy won a little, little award called Best New Artist. Okay? Mm-hmm. And because, mm. like, the East Coast, West Coast beef was at such a point, because, like, these two different cities with all these great rappers from like two totally different styles and flavors going on. There's so much tension in the room. And then all of a sudden they announce the best new artists. And it's like these, what were looked at is like these rednecks essentially, like these country <laughs> bumpkins from Georgia. <laughs> right. So they walk up there and they're like not dressed like anyone from New York or LA dresses. <laughs> Right, and it's Andre. Was Andre three thousand full on Andre three thousand back then? No, 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 no. So Andre at this time was actually just he just went by Dre. Actually, mm. there's like a lot of different people in hip hop that just went by Dre, and they're all named Andre, and they went by Dre. So hmm. like they slowly started mixing it up. So hmm. Andre didn't become Andre three thousand until a couple albums later. Okay, um, so he didn't dress uh, so flamboyantly back then. Well, he was wearing like African garb when he accepted this award. Actually, okay. Um, <laughs> But they go up there, but no, it wasn't flamboyant in the way like he wasn't wearing like suspenders and a green fedora or anything right. like that. But he goes up there and everyone's booing him. They're being booed. Hmm. They're being booed by the dudes from New York and the dudes from LA. Mm. They're like, who the hell are these bumpkins? <laughs> right? So they get up there in the middle of being booed, and like Andre three thousand just like grabs the microphone, I guess I should just say Dre, grabs the microphone and he goes, Man, like this is mean. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're making great music and nobody cares. <laughs> like, that's not a direct quote, but that's like essentially what he says. But he says it with like such like confidence and such like, I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. give a shit that there's a bunch of gangsters around me with, like screaming at me. Like mm-hmm. Atlanta is here. We will ride. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're going to make like Southern rap become a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, so you're going to start seeing all these other Southern acts coming out of the woodwork, like Goody Mob out of Atlanta. Um, Goody Mob is famous. A lot of people know CeeLo Green. Yeah. So CeeLo Green, like the, fuck you in a fuckhood too. Like, you know, that dude, right? Um, He's from Goody Mob. They're from Atlanta. They rap with Outkast all the time. But not only that, like that shit spreads over the South. Like 3-6 Mafia from Memphis comes around. Like 3-6 Mafia is famous for... Winning an Academy Award. I don't think I knew that. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the movie Hustle and Flow? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Not enough to realize. Hustle and Flow is a movie about a pimp who was an aspiring actor in Memphis. Huh. So, of course, they had 3-6 Mafia, these Memphis rappers. Yeah. Wow. Make the soundtrack. <laughs> And it's like, it's hard out here for a pimp. Oh. Getting <laughs> all this money for the rent. You wow. know that song? Yeah, that's 3-6 Mafia. They're all, they're making that song. Mm. I cannot express to you how funny it is that Juicy J has an Academy Award. Like, he wears grills. He has, like, awesome shirts. He popularized the term slob on my knob. He did. Nice, <laughs> nice pull. He's, and that dude has an Academy Award, and that makes me very happy. <laughs> Um, I have to talk about the wonderful state of Virginia for a moment. Mm. Virginia was an interesting place for rap music in the 90s um, because it was that kind of southern soulful thing, but it was a little more fun, a little more poppy. Mm. And like the most famous person, like most famous influential rapper from Virginia <clears throat> was the wonderful Missy Elliott. Mm. Right? And she was awesome. She kind of like 
was big on that like nonsensical stream of conscious rap where she was just like saying Nika ya 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 like like you know it didn't really mean anything but it sounded dope as hell you know she was she's great I loved her right and like they weren't really in ninety five but like she's gonna start working with like these dudes called NERD which is Pharrell Williams mm-hmm. and, uh, what's his name Hugo Chavez no. I don't remember the other dude from Nerd, but they have a couple great albums from Virginia too. <clears throat> really early is a guy named Pusha T. He's not a household name though, so we're gonna move on. Okay, okay. We're gonna move a little north, go to Philly. You know any Philly rappers, Liz? Meek Mill? Meek Mill. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, but he's 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 newer. Meek Mill might be younger than me. Yeah, I was gonna <clears> say he's not rapping in the nineties. Um, you know who was rapping in the nineties out of Philly? Mm. In West Philadelphia, born and raised, <laughs> a little guy named Fresh Prince, aka Will Smith. He, uh, he's from Philly. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, his his show is really excuse you. Well, I mean, the whole plot is he gets in a fight in West Philadelphia and sent to Bel Air. It's in the song, Lisa. It is in the song. God <laughs> damn it. Right, but he's from a working class neighborhood in Philly who was, he got really into hip hop music and met this guy named DJ Jazzy Jeff. And it's my understanding, I don't know a lot about it, so I don't need to talk about it too much, but DJ Jazzy Jeff apparently was like big for hip hop in Philly. Like Will Smith was kind of just considered like another like MC who was like cool and all and like he was super accessible because he didn't curse. He's, he's always been like that. He's always been super marketable. Like mm. His most famous song as a rapper was literally called Parents Just Don't Understand. Mm. And like the opening verse is literally about his mom taking him shopping and buying him off brands. Mm. Like think about this. <laughs> right? This is, like, I believe that song came out in 92. So like... Snoop Dogg is, has a song called Murder Was the Case where he talks about him, like, runs through this thing of him being murdered. Mm. And he says, like, fuck 78 times in the song or something. Mm. And then meanwhile in Philly, he's like, and then my mom got me these weird-ass shoes. I'm like, come on, mom. Like, that was, like, Will Smith's song, right? And, like, he's just, like, always been the most... And there's a market like, for it. Yeah. Um, but, like, he was coming out of Philly. Um... Philly got to get some other rappers, but just in the early '90s, that's kind of who you who it was out of Philly it was Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, moving up to Boston, of all places, was a group called Gangstar. Mm, yeah, that I can't speak I'm to. I'm trying to touch on household names, but Gangstar is good as all hell. Mm. Um, real quick, I want to touch on Oakland rap. Oakland. <laughs> Oakland had a couple famous rappers. E40. Okay. It was one of my favorite songs of all time. Tell me when to go. <laughs> this is a call and response. Tell me when to go. <laughs> Tell me when to go. <laughs> all right. They also have Too Short. It was very iconic. And they have Keek the Sneak. Keek the Sneak is really funny because he's kind of like the first mumble rapper who was like mumble rapping before mumble rapping was cool. Mm. I'm going to do a Keek the Sneak impression. You Let's ready? do it. Can I <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. I'm Oakland, Oakland, Oakland. <laughs> That's Keith the Sneak, right? And they like they started. These dudes are old. Like they're still making music now, but they were doing it back in the '90s. Like mm. I got to do my E40 too, because E40, he's like, he's got this really interesting. Like it's almost like intentionally goofy. <laughs> this is my. E40 impression, you ready? Hmm. Never heard this recorded before, so I might be extremely embarrassed when I listen to this. You go, Jesus Christ, he had dreads, so shake him. I ain't got none, but I'm playing on growing, son. That's how he talked. <laughs> Just that sort of like goofy twang in his voice. <laughs> and like Oakland rap was like super regionalized. They're almost like Wu Tang, where like the way, the lingo they would use was like, like what the hell are they saying? Right. Like, so, like, you know how, like, the South for a while had, like, crunk music? Like, get crunk! Like, that little mm. John shit. <laughs> yeah, like, Oakland was all about getting hyphy and getting <laughs> stupid and going dumb. And it's just like, if you didn't, if you weren't from Oakland, you just had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Mm. Um, so, like, Oakland music was really, was really fun. They were doing their own thing. I guess you can also say the Bay. I mean, they represented San Francisco to an extent, right? Yeah. They called it the Yay, though, not the Bay. <laughs> And then, of course, just like, just sort of missing it. He has one album, and I think it came out in 94, 
that somebody blows up out of Detroit and becomes one of the greatest rappers of all time who was also discovered by Dr. Dre was called what? Eminem. Eminem. Right? Mm-hmm. And here is why it's hard to not say that the golden age of rap lasts through the rest of the 90s is because, I mean, you have Eminem, mm-hmm. Jay-Z in his prime. Mm-hmm. Outcast, Andre 3000 still in their primes. Mm-hmm. A lot of these dudes were still rapping, like making incredible music all through the rest of the 90s, right? Yeah. Now, Lisa. Mm-hmm. There's a very, very large name in hip-hop that I've not mentioned yet that you tried to get me to talk about earlier. Who is that? Tupac. Tupac Amor Shakur. Mm-hmm. Another one of my childhood idols. Mm. Do you know how Tupac wears his bandana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to wear my bandana like that. <laughs> Wrap it up and swing it around as a rope almost and you tie a it. And bow in the front, front yeah. Right? And I would do that. And then I went to King's Dominion in eighth grade and I got yelled at for doing that. <laughs> I got yelled at for cultural appropriation before the young lady yelling at me and myself knew what cultural appropriation was. <laughs> just didn't feel good. She just all she just knew she didn't like it. <laughs> And I knew I probably shouldn't have been doing it. Because there was only one dude wearing his bandana like that, and it was Tupac Amor Shakur. Niche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk about Tupac, right? Yeah. We need to talk about Tupac. The reason I didn't talk about him when we were talking about L.A. rap is because he's not an L.A. dude. He's a New Yorker. He was born to a member of the Black Panther Party <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> Okay, he grew up in New York. He then moved further south to and Jerks. lived his former his formative years in the wonderful, amazing city of Baltimore fucking Maryland. What? I did not know that. Fuck yeah, dog. He went to high school about a mile and a half from where we're sitting right now at Dunbar High School. Oh, shit. He went to middle school, hilariously, at Roland Park Middle School. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) That shit's bougie. bougie as hell, right? But somehow ended up at Dunbar. Huh. But was super gifted artistically. And I'm not just talking about rapping. I'm talking about musically. He was a poet. Uh, Yeah. He was an actor. So he, he got shifted into, like, the Baltimore School of Performing Arts. Huh. Where he met... A other very famous, very beautiful woman by the name of Jada Pinkett. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, true story. Tupac and Jada Pinkett were like best friends in high school in Baltimore. Wow. Baltimore. Yeah. No one ever reps them here. Well, no, because it's not like he's not who you associate it with. Like, so yeah. Tupac is like this really misunderstood dude, right? Because he was like, I'm just going to go on a Tupac rant here for a little bit. Mm. Like, I read books on Tupac. Like, I yeah. love this dude. Yeah. Like, very controversial figure. He, was, he almost reminded me of, like, when you watch, like, Italian mob movies. He was just, like, super passionate and super emotional. Yes. And sometimes that came out to him being violent. Right. And, again, I would never condone violence. And he's, Tupac did a lot of shitty things in his life. Mm. Domestic violence. Chances are that he murdered three people are pretty high, even though he never got convicted of it. Mm. So in that sense, he's a he's a pretty bad person, but he was just like overcome with like emotion and like intensity and shit. Right? You yeah, you can feel it from him. Yeah, yeah, just watching videos. He's so emotional, so intense. Right, right. Like his life is like he's kind of like this artist with all this emotion. He was raised by a Black Panther, so he's also very socially motivated and shit. Yeah. So he's like, sort of like, comes to age artistically in Baltimore and then he moves back to New York because where do you want to get on the rap scene? You you, do it in New York. Right? So he actually, his first rap name was actually MC New York. Hmm. Um, But Def Jam, again, Def Jam, discovers him and they add him to this massive rap group they have called the Digital Underground. Hmm. where he's basically just like a backup dancer because he's the damn renaissance man who's also really good at dancing. Mm. All right? So he's like a hype man and a backup dancer. for, And then he does this rap on this song that eventually becomes really famous called The Humpty Dance. Do the Humpty Hump! You ever heard that song? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Right. All right, so that's like Tupac's like first introduction to the world. Hmm. Right? And this is out in L.A. 
right? This is on LA. Yes. How'd we jump to LA? Because Digital Underground is from LA. So the record company, Def Jam, was like, yo, I want you to go be part of this group in LA. Okay. Right? So, but Tupac is an East Coaster. He's an East Coast dude. Yeah. He's got people in Baltimore and he's got people in New York. He's friends with Biggie in New York. Mm. Okay? He gets sent out to LA and he gets in some legal trouble. Um, I think this one is like aggravated assault or something. And he goes to jail for three months like that. Mm. Because he's such an emotional dude. Like, when he gets out of jail, he's furious at all of his New York friends. They didn't come visit him in jail. Right. He was in jail for three damn months. Right. And they go over this with <laughs> defiant ones, I think, right? Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they cover it, right? Right. And he kind of... Cause, but before then, he was still considered himself an East Coast... Like rapper. Yes. I mean, he I feel like he was at some of those controversial award shows where they were like beefing, and he was like on 100%. the side of He's like East Coast. The shit. Yeah, this is the way he told the story. It sounded like he very quickly mm. went to L.A. No, no, no. I'm talking about like this is probably '91, like maybe. Like, mm. like this is early. This is early on, right? Um, because he doesn't become like Tupac the superstar until like 1995. Okay, so when he's a superstar, he is fully full West on, Coast. Yeah, full on West Coast. Um, Technically, every one of his major studio albums are West Coast albums. But he doesn't get, like, hardcore about shit until he gets out of prison and is, like, so horribly offended by the, uh, none of his New York people come to see him in jail. Which is kind of funny to me because he wasn't in jail that long. And if someone lives in New York and someone lives in L.A., you just don't see him that much. You know? Right. And, and like, Suge Knight bailed him out of prison. Suge Knight was the owner of Death Row Records. Right. Which is, like, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, all those dudes. Yes. Got it. Um, yeah, okay. I guess the Defiant Ones kind of didn't really emphasize that, like, Tupac wasn't that well-known before all that went down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. So he's really intense, gets mm-hmm. real big on the West Coast. Right. But he's got that Baltimore blood. Yes, yes, right. Um, so when he gets out of jail, he, he's like, gets so furious. And then he starts accusing Billy, Biggie of like stealing his rap style. Mm. Uh, um, Biggie puts out a song called like Going Back to Cali. Um, but the song is just like very West Coasty. You know, mm. it's not... Like that sort of like simpler beat focus on the lyrics. It's mm. like a poppy, funky beat, right? Mm. And it's songs like that that like Biggie just like has and like it pisses Tupac off and he just goes nuts. He starts verbally assaulting him. He poses on the cover of like again one of the greatest rap albums of all time called All Eyes on Me, doing that West Coast W on it. Mm. Uh, puts out a song called Hit Him Up, which is like the ultimate like rap beef song. It's like like fuck Biggie. Fuck Mob Deep. That's why I fucked your wife, you fat motherfucker. Like that sort of <laughs> shit. Like it's like intense. Like we love the song back to back, like the Drake song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like hit him up is like way more hardcore. Like Drake yeah, is like sure. clever and like making fun. Yeah. Big like Tupac is just basically like just fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, scorched earth. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, and that, of course, kind of leads to the most famous music feud of all time, which ends up with. Tupac being dead in like the end of 95 and then Biggie dying in I think it's early 97. Mm. There's never ever a connection for proof that they died because of beefing with each other. The truth was that these dudes were like just involved with a lot of shady ass yeah. people, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so there was never even necessarily a connection. The chances are they probably didn't have anything to do with each other. But it's just the fact that there is this really intense beef between West Coast rap, East Coast rap, yeah. with these two dudes at the heart of it, and then they both ended up dying. Yeah. It just seems like it was... Right. Thing. But, like, the night that Tupac died, he was shot in Vegas, on the Vegas Strip. Right. Like, they showed him, like, beating the shit out of, like, a gangster bookie that was caught on, like, a, a casino's... Like, they, you right. know what I'm saying? This is like, it's probably had nothing to do with Biggie. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is not like a, a cool addition to this discussion, but I do remember watching all this shit go down in some of those documentaries, and it's hard to watch because you're like, you've been rapping about how hard it is for a black kid to make it out of these areas, right? And you have, like, you have access, you have money, you have resources you're still fucking with this shit that's putting your life on the line, that's, like, compromising everything. But again, (laughs) sorry, this is so nerdy, but it goes back to trauma, man. I mean, these kids grew up and saw some fucked up shit, and they never 
got over it and they never properly were treated for it and it lives in you. But I mean, I'm you're just, angry. You I'm, can't get rid of the anger. Call it nerdy if you want, but I'm glad you brought this up because <laughs> rappers, like, go listen to these pioneers of hardcore rap. This is what they'll tell you. Be like, look, people want to demonize me. Like, this is why people were shooting each other on the streets. Like, people were shooting each other on the streets is because we were poor as shit. Mm. All I was doing was rapping about it. Right. I was rapping about it. That shit was going to go down no matter what happened. I was rapping about it. And you know what? It was, it was therapeutic for me. It felt good. I got it off my chest. I educated the world on what was happening in black ghettos that were being ignored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't received the right way by a lot of corners of America. Right. You know what I mean? It almost like made gender stereo or sorry, racial stereotypes worse. But right. like it, it needed to be said. It needed to be brought out. And, like, anyone who says, like, you gangster raps have caused all this violence, is like, no, fuck you, dude. This shit happens because we're poor. Absolutely. Like, it has nothing to do with the music. No. I think the only thing that's sad is that it's yet another role model that, like, black kids don't have that many to look up to. And then the, the musicians that are making their money in an honest way are still glorifying the bad shit. You know, it it's comes off great. that way. It's, it's but I completely sure. agree. The fact to, to to have a causal relationship is absurd because I mean if you look at the root causes of what led to that, I mean I mean they're just a byproduct. That is a byproduct of it of living in it, not a cost by any means. Right. Right. Yeah. Um that's kind of about where I mostly want to end historical talk in terms of a time frame. Mm-hmm. But Lisa I kind of wanted to backtrack and talk about two other things. Do you want to? Do you want to finish this later? Or do you want to keep trucking? I'm trucking. All right, bro. All right. I want to go talk. I want to go talk about ladies rappers for a second, mm. and I want to talk about white rappers for a second. Okay. Because okay. rap is something that is very much dominated by the black man. Yeah. But there's been very influential ladies, and there's been a couple very influential white dudes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm being biased because I'm trying to, uh, you know what is it justify or like um justify your obsession or <laughs> yeah you'd be like, you know white people can like rap music too yeah. <laughs> but i mean um just female rappers have also like played like a really important role in rap music um and i think it's like really important to, to talk about them because particularly in the hardcore rap like women are pretty much referred to as bitches and hoes right so you have to be pretty goddamn thick skinned to like come out there and be like a female mc and like rap and act like rap with dudes and like act like you don't give a shit oh yeah yeah there's Badass and talented. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, like, Queen Latifah, for example, like, her first album came out in 1989. She was 19 years old. Wow. Um, and her whole thing was, like, literally rapping. Like, her most famous song, the chorus is, Who are you calling a bitch? Right? And it was, like, her being, like, talking about punching dudes in the eye and shit. Like, for, like, calling her a bitch or saying, like, she looked good in shorts or whatever. And she was doing this as part of a group of, like, a bunch of male rappers. I love that. Yeah, it was, like, fantastic. And, like, uh, she obviously spun that into this, like, socially conscious Afrocentric career. Like, she was an actress for a while. It's, like, always been, like, a big voice for that sort of shit. Yeah, she's great. She's queen. Yeah. <laughs> she, I, I was in an interview with her that was awesome she was talking about she came up with this name Queen Latifah because her real name's Dana mm-hmm. um, and she loved it she thought it was so cool but she was like 18 when she thought of the name she like came home and her mom just ripped her apart <laughs> for calling herself Queen Latifah when her name was Dana and she was growing up in like a middle class suburb in Jersey <laughs> hey, sometimes kid knows best <laughs> yeah right but I mean good for her right mm-hmm. um, the Largely considered the best female rapper of all time, we've already mentioned, which is Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliott yeah. um, Missy Elliott is like also huge producer wise. She yeah. produces a lot of good music, a lot of hip hop music, a lot of pop music. She basically, like Timbaland, for those of uh, you who have never heard of Timbaland, he's also a, a Virginia guy um, who has produced every pop, rap, even rock band's music from like, you know, 97 to like now. Yeah. So she's been worked. She's worked with him a lot. Huge musical influence. Um, 
have to give a special shout out to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Has one of my favorite rap verses ever. <laughs> From Kanye's album? Um, yes, Kanye's song Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, never heard Monster. Listen to it ASAP. It's pretty epic. Like, it is not hard to do this, but Nicki Minaj make Jay-Z sounds like me trying to rap on a track. Like, she's so good in that song. And then Jay-Z comes on and she's like, this is just boring shit. Like, yeah. where's Nicki? Bring me more Nicki. Yeah, she's the monster. I mean, she embodies the, the song. Well said. Lisa. Yeah. Well said. Um, of course, I did mention Lauryn Hill. Um, Lauryn Hill was really great. Again, very Afrocentric, very deep shit, very intelligent woman. Mm. Doesn't like white people. Mm. Very open about that. Um, you do, you go. Always been kind of an awkward moment for me because I like Lauren Hill a lot. <laughs> she doesn't like me. <laughs> so, Eminem yeah. alludes to this in one of his songs. He says something about, like, I'm dumb enough to ask Lauren Hill on a date. <laughs> reference, like, she has a really intense quote about it. I think she says, like, like, I'd rather be eaten by cannibals than have only white people buy my albums or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Who am I missing, female rapper wise? I mean, I know there's a bunch. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, TLC. <laughs> I, I, I was her for Halloween in college. Really? <laughs> yes. Do you know what she did to Andre Ryzen? Um, arson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set his house on fire. <laughs> yeah. Dude, fuck yeah, girl. <laughs> fuck the patriarchy, bro. Um, <sighs> yeah. She had a dramatic short life. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, there's a lot of good female rappers out there. Just, we gotta talk about them. Yeah, some new, I mean, I think Megan the Stallion, the Stallion. Yeah, she's just a little early. She's super early. Yeah. She's super early. Yeah, she wouldn't be part of the history. But um, I like really enjoy her. I think she's like a genuinely good rapper. Yeah. Like, Cardi B's fun to listen to. Wop is fucking awesome. Wop is awesome. Like, beyond, like, I mean, it's catchy and, like, the lyrics are, like, Here's why I love it, right? Mm. It's almost like they found a way to be a fuck you in your face song when everything you could have possibly be fuck you in your face has been done. Yeah. Because it was done in, like, the 90s. You yeah. know, it was done in, like, the 80s. And she, like, did it. She, like, yeah. figured out. She's going to, like, be really graphic about the female vagina and mm. not give a fuck. And yeah. it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It is. It's it's pretty great. It's also great to watch um, the the public's reaction to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and it's like across the board, people are offended by it. Like dudes, like oh, I know. how dare they? I know. It's like, dude, whatever, dude. This is awesome. May I remind you of slob on my knob? Like, right. It's like you the don't same fucking shit. Slob on my knob and be uncomfortable by whack. You know, it's like... Same as shit. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about white rap for a second. White rap is tough because at the same time, it's, you're, it's, it's cultural appropriate. It is. like what we're doing right here, you and I, to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, a lot of interesting things in American culture came from black people. I mean, and, but the thing I'll say about what I appreciate more about the white rapper than maybe some other musical takes is that, for example, rock and roll, that was really more of a black invention, but it was completely co-opted by white people. Sure. Whereas when you're a white rapper, everyone's like, oh, that's a white dude in a black man's game. Yeah. Instead of just like white people just like erasing the history of a genre yeah. and like owning it themselves. You could though, like I, obviously like in the fifties, like Elvis wasn't about to be like, Hey, this song goes out to Chuck Berry for influencing me. You know, well, just because it was, I mean, that's not that just, yeah, we were more racist back then. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but my point is, is that, like, I don't think, like, like white people have done some fucked up things to black people in the past. Obviously, we don't need to get into that again. Rock and roll, I think, is something a little more natural. Like, there are lots of white dudes who are really good at playing the guitar and drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that shit, like, happens, and mm. just, I don't know, maybe it just stuck in the white community a little bit more. Fine, fine, fine. But, yeah, I mean, at least, But it yeah. is, absolutely was originally a black thing, for sure, and I'm not trying to yeah. take that away from the, the black community, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think it was, like, this personal, like, this 
like intentional shitty thing that white people did to steal rap music. No, for sure. But it's like anything that doesn't involve like, I mean, yeah, I I don't, I'm not suggesting that, but it's still like when you're a white rapper, everyone knows exactly what you're doing. Like, you know, there's no like pretending. It's neat that why the point that I want to talk about with white rappers is like, there have been complete jokes of white rappers and there have been peop- white people that have contributed enormously in a very positive way to rap music. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about the two different versions of this. Yes. Right? So, for if we want, let's go old school for a white guy. Do you happen to know who Rick Rubin is? Uh, sounds a little familiar, but... So Rick Rubin is one of those dudes who the average casual music fan has no idea who Rick Rubin is, but you have heard a thousand songs he has made. Mm. All right? So he was with Def Jam with Russell Simmons. He was making all sorts of rap music for decades. He was producing Run DMC, LL Cool J, all those dudes all the way up through, like, Jay-Z's, like, later albums, and mm. is still making hip-hop records now. And he's just, like, this white dude with a big-ass beard. He looks like a member of ZZ Top or some shit. Mm. But he has done more for rap music than most people realize, and he's, like, this just really musically talented white dude. Yeah. Um, so you have guys like him, mm. Okay. You also have dudes like the Beastie Boys. We need to talk about the Beastie Boys. Do you know anything about the Beastie Boys, Lisa? Um, and they're Jewish, right? Yeah. Nice. They are like these three. Yeah, three Jews. Like five foot three Jewish dudes yeah. from Brooklyn. Yeah, and they. I mean, is there a, a now? Can, is there like a word to describe their kind of style where it's like call out or almost like? Da, 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 I mean. Da, da. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there is. Just because it's been taken and, like, used again. And, like, I'm sure if I Googled it, I can tell you something about it. But, like, Mm. my main point that I wanted to bring up to them is, like, a counterpoint to the shitty white rappers, right? Mm. Which is the Beastie Boys are so well-respected in, like, the hip-hop community Mm. because of the simple fact that they never tried to be anything they're not. They were three five-foot Jews mm. from Brooklyn who never tried to be anything but five-foot Jews yeah. from Brooklyn. Yeah. They weren't trying to be tough. They weren't trying to be hardcore. They were mm. leaning into being like these goofy-ass little white dudes who would get their asses beat at any corner if they like said the wrong thing. Right. Right? And it was like, it was like really refreshing for everyone. And like they were like so goofy about this shit. Mm-hmm. They would like lean into nasal voices when they were rapping. They'd be like, I took a walk down by the bay, 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 bay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I help she'll say, say. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like this goofy ass rap, but it was like really good music because it was part of Def Jam. They had this nice little slick flow, even though it was kind of goofy. They had their own thing going on, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the shitty side of the white spectrum, do you have any idea who I'm about to say right now? Um, vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Like Vel- Vanilla Ice is a joke, right? He's yeah. like, he's the type of dude who sets back the white rapper like ten years because mm. he comes out there and he tries to be MC Hammer and like try to be hard, and he's just like this blonde kid who looks like a total fucking clown. Right. Um, who. Hilariously, his most famous song. Um, Ice Ice Baby? Yeah. He got sued by uh, Queen and David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has the same exact, like... But it's the same song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he hilariously, and like I'm sure people, some people will remember this like I remember it. But like, Under pressure. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? But he literally, his argument for why it was a different song was the Under Pressure song goes dun-dun-dun-da-da-london 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 it starts over. Mm. His argument is like, my song goes dun-dun-dun-da-da-london 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 ting! <laughs> and then it starts over. <laughs> so he gets sued. Yeah. And he's trying to sound hard. Total fucking clown. Yeah. Right? Totally. And he's not a respected rapper. 
Can I give you another hilarious example that I'm not sure everybody realized this dude started off as a rapper? Yeah, go for it. Have you ever heard of a group called Marky Mark in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marky Mark, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember his hit song? Ah, fuck. Uh, I would have heard it. (laughs) And he's in the background going, yeah, yeah, feel it, feel it. (laughs) And he's like shirtless and like punching a punching bag. Yeah, which was his only real offering, let's be honest. Just, oh, yeah. He's hot. Yeah, he's he's nice to look at. (laughs) Total man bed. Yeah. Like... But, I mean, come on. You can't be a you serious know. rapper, like, doing yes. that bullshit. Yes. Right? Those are, like, egregious examples of cultural appropriation, yeah. Right. And then there's people that are just, like, this... Look, I I also have this affinity for this type of music. And mm-hmm. I think when you're yourself, it's easier. The problem with, like, people like Eminem, right? He did grow up really hard. He had a rough life. Right. But it feels a lot more posery to people that don't necessarily know what it was like to grow up in like rough parts of Detroit or it's like a white guy you know what I mean and like the way like who he hung out with I mean actually I guess everyone knows now that we have 8 Mile but um right and like if you listen to his lyrics it's like all he talks about (laughs) yes but like you can talk about whatever you want like you know what I mean like for sure and like I think we do need to talk about Eminem because like Eminem is doing being a white man in a black man's world and, and yes the the result was is that Eminem is is widely considered no matter who you talk to you know like the still the Sugar Hills gang like the white the black the brown the purple and yellow mm. right they all consider Eminem to be one of if not literally the best rapper of all time yes he's extremely talented and he and he came up with some of his own I mean. He had unique ways of rapping, right? Like where he did that, right? Like what? What do you call it when he like He's has talked about this on podcast? I think we this have. Is yeah, how prevalent this is for me in my life. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's called he he like mastered something called word bending. Word bending, word bending. Which is is making words that don't rhyme rhyme when you can barely even notice a difference. He's like manip like he's you can barely even notice he's manipulating the word. Yeah. Um, he does that shit. Hmm. He is one of the fastest rappers. Yeah, There's like fast. even a website they uh, they measured the fastest rappers of all time, and he is the second fastest rapper of all time. To Buster Rhymes? No, Buster Rhymes is third, but very good. Hmm. Um, Twista. Do you remember Twista by any chance when uh, you were in college? Yeah. Is that Jamie Foxx song? I, I mean, I, I know I know Twista's song. He's not a very prevalent so. He's in like a couple No, of I've heard of Twista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but again, I need to listen 2000s. to it. He's the fastest rapper ever. Huh. Uh, but Eminem actually is second. And he's probably... And Eminem's also really good at freestyling too, right? Which is not necessarily... Couldn't, you couldn't say all of them were good at that. Yeah, so that is true. I, see, this is why you can't talk about a whole genre of music just in like one night. I mean, it's a lot to cover. Like, and there's so many legends that we haven't even... It's true. Goddamn talk. Like, yeah. I haven't even brought up Big L. And I don't even know I'm going to be able to talk about Big L. And I really want to because I'm sure you and half the people listening to this have no idea who Big L is. I do not know. Yeah, right. Unless you're re- referencing Lupe Fiasco and some other way. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Which I'm going to say, Russ is probably going to be bummed if he paid for an advertisement well, and you didn't cover it. I know there's like so many people listening to this hoping I'd mention like their favorite rapper, and there's just like no way to do it. You know? Yeah, it's a lot to cover. Um, but yeah, Eminem is, is, is kind of like, sure, is, is he produced by Dr. Dre for his first couple albums and hugely benefited off of that? Absolutely. Is he, <laughs> did he probably get like a bunch of extra hype for being a white guy who was good at rapping? Absolutely. But like, he just put out like so many legendary albums that you can't even argue with it anymore. He's just like... You can't. The problem though is like, like, I mean, I'm just taking this from my own experience, right? Before I, and I'm not, I'm of course no way a hip hop expert, rap expert, but I've learned a lot over the years. And, but when he first came out, like, if you don't know what it takes to be a good rapper and you don't, I mean, he looks like a goot, like a freaking, he looks like he's culturally appropriating. This kind of is weird. Like, you know what I mean? No, though. Like, he's a no, like he certainly did. Like he does a thing I do that's so embarrassing, which is like, has that almost like nervous tick of saying, you know what I'm saying, all the time. <laughs> like he does like shit like that, but he also was this kid who was bleached his hair blonde. And like, 
and I hated it. I thought he was yeah. so ugly. <laughs> it's so stupid looking. Another thing he did that was like totally anti the flow of normal rap music is he was obsessed with one girl. Right. You know what was her name? Haley. Haley. No, Haley's no, the Haley's kid. The daughter. Yeah, yeah. Kim. 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 And just like, dude, relax, you psycho. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Snoop Dogg in his '93 album, like Doggy Style, he says, "Like I treat a bitch like Seven Up, or I never have, I never will." And I don't even know what that means, but I, you know what I mean. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, like Kim is in every album that Eminem has ever put out. It's just like a totally different. For sure, but again, at my age in middle school, I'm not analyzing their their lyrics, and I don't think that like parents that are disconnected from the music are either. So it's like. At first glance, it looks a lot different than, like, just, like, a little bit of thought is all I'm saying. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think he he deserves his place. And you know what else he did, though, too, is that he he kind of started that whole, like, emo rap shit that became really famous, like, really big, sort of, like, within the last two or three years when it was, like, emo rap. Like, if you listen to the song Stan, it's about, like, a depressed, you know, white kid who idolizes... Eminem and his life sucks and shit and like that kind of is like the f- the forerunner of like dudes like Lil Peep and, and that's like, very common now yeah yeah yeah, sure. that's yeah it's and super like, everyone sounds yeah. like our boy Post Malone is like Eminem started this shit like you know what I mean just like this over emotional like sort of rappy white kid who was like yeah I do not personally enjoy that contribution to the culture like I mean it's like I mean I get it like it is, music is a form of expression whether it you is, like it or not it's part of the zeitgeist it know? is it is and I'm all about expressing yourself but like god like I've like especially I mean the, the rap that comes out these days I'm like how is everyone not slit their wrists in high school like and like you know well let's be let's be careful Right? Okay. Because we don't want to be those people who hate on the generation of music below us, which has been happening forever. I, th- just, I mean, I'm an equal opportunity hater. I feel mean, and lover. The age of emo rock music. Like I, I'm not. I'm not supporting it either. <laughs> yeah, but just because rappers have a version of emo rap now. But there's other. I mean, I think we like. I mean, we like Migos. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's a different breed, right? I mean, but it's like, younger people. Like, I mean, like there's plenty of music. Raindrop. Oh yeah, <laughs> dropped up. <laughs> um, we like Post Malone. I mean, we like a lot of the kids' music. I just think that particular genre is just a little disturbing to me because um, I'm just like, I know what it's like to be that age, and I know what it's like to like listen to a song and like identify with it too much, and like I just it. That's what music is, though. I know, but like you're not like, yeah, I'm gonna kill myself just like that. And then like a couple of them have committed suicide. These rappers, these emo rappers. So it's just a little bit like they shit, did, yeah. yeah. So it's just a little bit, right. a little bit but just I mean, troubling. That's the thing, though. Musicians from every era, they live troubled lives. They do. Yeah, you know, and then they're represented. I mean, suicide yeah. is up in and in, in uh, that age group. And again, it's not rappers' fault. They right. came from that. Right. But. I wish they would like, you know, be like, but you can get some help with some really good therapy at the end, you know. MC Lisa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call it MC trauma. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Trauma um, and healing. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Um, there's one more exercise I want to do with you, and mm. I, this is like one of the rare occasions where I actually gave you a heads up. About you did. I was ask you. You did. Um, are you ready for this, Lisa? I am. Uh, let me explain the concept. Yes. All hip-hop heads have what's called a, a top five. Who are the five best rappers ever, right? And it's, you can take it whatever you want. It's like your top five. Right. right. So, like, it can be like, oh, I think these are the five best rappers, or it's like, these are the five rappers that I like listening to as much. It's like whatever you want to do. Mm. I personally have a blend of my top five. Okay. Some that don't fit in with others. Got it. But I asked you a question. I was like, Lisa, I want you to prepare for this so we don't have dead air because I know this is going to be a long as hell episode. <laughs> yeah. What is your top five? And like, I know, I know that you didn't grow up listening to rap in the way that I did. But yeah. just going from the dome or what do you think your top five go? Right. 
so yes, I appreciate you giving me a heads up on this because I did need to think a little bit about it. I will I'll just also just say, I mean, my favorite band is TV on the radio. So like that gives you an idea of like the genre of music I like. So I don't I don't consider myself like squarely in the middle of like enjoying hip hop and rap. That said, like I mean, I do like a lot of it. Um, I also had a really interesting time. I googled hip hop artists so I could have a list. Um, and I got this Wikipedia has a alphabetized list and they really include some like pretty middle tier on no name people out there, which is fun because then you can kind of see like the trends. So did you just Google rappers? No, no. List of hip hop artists. Okay. Comprehensive <laughs> list of hip hop artists. <laughs> okay. I need to start big and then we, we, we know it down. Um, and so it's funny because you can see trends and like the name. So like unsurprisingly, there's a lot of lils like, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, a lot of MCs. Mm-hmm. One that I would not that have was guessed. actually part of Queen Latifah's thing is that she didn't want to be MC Dana. So then she got Latifah and she didn't want to be MC Latifah. So she was like, I need to do something different. Everyone's MC something. That's awesome. Um, I, when I thought it was surprising though, so ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of ASAPs out there with the money sign as the yes. Yeah. Am I supposed to know that? Group, Lisa. Oh, shit. ASAP <laughs> Rocky is just the most famous. Just the most famous. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so I was like, this is so unique. Why are all these kids in all corners of the country? Shit. Okay. So I will say then the, the list was pretty like. What you went through is what I consider classic hip-hop, right? Like, all those artists. So I thought I had to limit myself to that. But then this list was pretty... I don't know. They cast a wide net, so I decided to go off that list. Um, So my number one from that list, actually, is Frank Ocean. (laughs) I don't even know if I'm going to allow you to... He's listed! Wikipedia put it on there. Okay, fine. Fine, okay, fine, fine, fine. It was an R&B singer, bro. Okay, fine. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's absolutely incredible. Okay, so I prepared that you were going to push back on this. (laughs) So, okay. Does Childish Gambino count? He does, but, like, it's a weak pick. I'm going to call you out. Why? He's great. I'm doing this based on songs I would listen to repeatedly. Okay, yes. Childish Gambino is absolutely a a rapper. Okay. Um, Kanye. Yeah. Is definitely top five for me. Kanye's the fucking man. He's the man. <laughs> Can um, I interject to tell something quick about how much, like, I do, th- I'm one of those people who thinks Kanye West is an actual genius. Yeah. Like, other than just being, like, awesome and making these incredible albums, he does this thing where he has the most subtle references to old hip-hop shit I've ever heard. Mm. It's like... Like you have to know shit to like recognize it. Like so you know this song Gone when he goes like go 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 uh uh oh you know mm-hmm, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? That is a reference to this rapper who was a beatboxer primarily named Dougie Fresh who got uh 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 oh uh uh oh all the time. Huh. He just slips it in to like this song. Huh. And like he does shit like that all the time, it's fantastic. Anyway, That's super go ahead. fantastic. That's super fantastic. Yeah, in that way then because I always thought he huh. Never mind. I, I he's, he samples a lot. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his genius then is more in that than but in like coming like, up with yeah. totally unique sure. takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that still, I mean, takes huge talent. Um, ah, shit. Okay, I wanted to have a girl in here. <clears throat> I don't know if you're gonna like this pick either. I don't think you're gonna like any of my picks to be honest. I just think I well, kinda, hold on. you have childish and you have Kanye. I, well, I don't know if I'm gonna count as ch- childish either, but um, young ma, <laughs> I just kind of love her. Dude, that one song is really good. <laughs> okay. And her name is also a reference to Remy Ma, who's another really good female. Mm. Um, I mean, okay, so if we're gonna go more hardcore, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, Kendrick's fantastic. I actually guessed in my head that you would have Kendrick. Yeah, he, he's like. He's considered kind of like, he's like that dude. Oh, I know. West Coast rapper for the last 10 years. No, I know, I know. It's also not a very original pick. It doesn't have to be, though. That's awesome. He's a Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, he's fucking like, I like him as a person. Like, he's like oh, yeah. fucking super legit. He's very likable. Yeah. Um, 
list is hilarious. Um, okay. Am I allowed to say a little dicky? Yeah, okay. 100%. Okay. I actually meant to talk about it when I was talking about white rappers. Yeah, we totally he did. Like a, he was like one of the dudes who like he... He he knows who he is. He's not trying to be anything. He's not. He's a, a, again a Jewish dude who talks about being a white Jewish dude. He talks that. about his mediocre penis yeah. all the time. <laughs> Just like you know, he, he's he's not he, trying to be anything. Yeah, he he captures the the Jewish neuroses like so well. Like yeah, it's great. Um, and he's actually a good rapper. Like he's like oh, he spits like real he well. Skills. I remember someone introduced me to Little Dicky as like listen to how funny this song was, and I was like, wait a minute, this guy's incredible at rap. This isn't yeah. just some joke song. This is an incredible song. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks. Yeah, I think some people think he is just like making fun of rap, and it's like no, he's making fun of. He's making himself. fun of himself by using the medium yeah. of rap. Right, right, right. Um. I guess I'll go with Chance the Rapper. Oh, yeah, I'll take it. Chance of the Man. Chicago. We didn't talk about Chicago at all. Chicago's uh, we'd, Yeah, besides a bit of Kanye, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, again, trying to stay more pure than I. Yeah, I would go Snoop Dogg. I really, really like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he's, he's um, if, if I was being honest about, like, what I shamefully fine to be fun at a party, it would probably be Flo Rida. <laughs> Flo Rida's not a rapper. He's a pop star. Okay, he was on the list, though. I know. This is again. Look, you have your list. It doesn't mean I can't critique it. Okay, fine. And then the only other one that was kind of a contender uh, was J. Cole. Okay. Does that count? Yeah, J. Cole's a respectable rapper, for sure. Okay. He's legit. Um... I don't know. I feel like does Anderson Pac count? Hell, hell yeah! He's like in that like the vein of like the Roots, where it's like mm. he's literally he's got a band making his music, which I really respect. Mm. Uh, like they're they're not using 808s, they're not using any machines. They're just mm. like drumming and playing the bass and, and and rapping. It's like mm. it's good shit. That was okay. another dude from. I guess I guess I shouldn't only leave this podcast with Philly talking about having Will Smith. The Roots are also from Philly. Mm. And they're like. Incredibly inspirational rappers. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I guess I'll go with I'll go Lil Dicky, Kanye, Kendrick Lamar, Chance, and yeah, I guess I'll just go. I'll go Anderson Pac. Yeah. Okay. All right. Those are mine. It's a good top five, at least. Mm-hmm. It's modern. It's very modern. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I listened. I mean, I didn't listen to that other stuff when I was younger. Totally understandable. Yeah. You're ready for my list. Mm-hmm. I think I know. Can you go? Try to tell. Oh, me. I didn't mean all of them. I said I knew some of them. Um, I mean, I feel like Snoop's going to be in there. So Snoop actually has my favorite album of all time, again, as I said earlier, which is Doggy Style. But his discography wasn't enough mm. to, for me to claim. Like, for me to claim he was like my... Top five. Hmm, okay. So Nas. Nas is, again, my favorite rapper. Illmatic, Stillmatic, and Godson, I think, are just all. Jesus Christ, those albums are so good. And he's just like, again, so intelligent, so smooth, so good, mm-hmm. such good flow. Love mm-hmm. it. Dre? I don't, I got in this uh, argument with um, Rams all the time in college. Because mm-hmm. Rams, like, was obsessed with Dre. Okay, and you think it's a better producer than a rapper? Yes. Yeah. And he would get so annoyed with me. He's like, whatever. Like, I like the rap songs that Dr. Dre is rapping. I like his cadence a lot. It's great. But, like, his contribution to music is, is fucking producing. It's not even an argument. It's not rapping. It's producing. Yeah. Okay. And this has to... Okay, so, that, so that's... So it's not... It wouldn't be Dre just because, like, if you ask me who my favorite producers of music would be, like, Dre would be top two. Mm. be between him and Kanye. Right. Okay, so is Tupac on your list? He's actually not. Damn! You know, Tupac was such an 
like this might be dramatic to say, and I think my mom would hate or be confused by me saying this, but like she'd be confused about a lot of things on this podcast right no, now. No, <laughs> but she doesn't watch me be obsessed. Like she knew everything. Like mm. my parents were like pretty damn for being like conservative old white folks. <laughs> they were like pretty cool with me being obsessed with rap. Like they kind of thought it was funny and stuff. Well, you're like, a funny little boy. They, yeah, and they didn't stop me from buying rap albums. And like every now yeah. and then, I would say something I'd heard in a rap song that I didn't know was something <laughs> I didn't say. You know what I specifically remember that is so funny to me? Like, like West Coast lingo, gang banging, was like meaning you were in a gang. It was like doing gang shit. Mm. Gang banging also has this very specific sexual reference. Yes. And like I used to like, like, gang banging, everybody in the party doing dope slanging, which is a Snoop Dogg line. Mm. And my mom would hear me say gang banging. And be like, Steven, don't you ever say that again. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I'm not in a gang. He's like, that's not what that means. I'm like, no, I know what you're referring to, but it's not actually, I know, I know. It's weird. It's a lingo. It has two different meanings. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? um, but anyway, okay. as much as I love Tupac growing up, the thing you realize when you listen to so much Tupac is that he was very, very redundant. Mm. Like, he had two different songs. He had the. Uh, like socially conscious songs where he loved women, but then he had the gangster songs where he hated bitches. Yeah. And it was like, it was too much of the same thing over and over again. And mm. like, uh, you know, as you start to listen to other rappers, you're just like, okay, there's like better. Mm, okay. All right. I'm going to do my last guess. Cause this is getting kind of boring. Cause I'm, and I'm apparently not this, like as good as like, this game as I thought it'd be, um, as NWA. No, I never right. got into NWA <laughs> as much as like, my big takeaway from West Coast, my favorite albums were the Chronic and Doggy style, so I didn't like the Straight Outta Compton stuff as much. Okay. Um, so it was Nas. You were correct on Nas. He's my favorite rapper. Another dude that's a very easy one for me is Biggie. Um, I don't think I knew that about you. Well, Machine Gun Funk is in my top ten favorite songs of all time list on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, Ready to Die and um, Life After Death are like produced by P. P. Diddy. Incredible, incredible songs. Mm. Uh, Sorry, albums. Um, Smoothest flow ever. Okay. Third member that I have to turn of my top five, Mm. which is an easy one for me, is uh, Andre 3000. Love oh, duh. I should have yeah. gotten that, yeah. Like, obsessed with him. I've always said that if I could pick one person to have, like, a lunch or a dinner with and just pick his brain and, like, mm. bullshit, it would be Andre 3000 because he's, like, so artsy and intelligent and strange, and I, like, love that shit. Yes. Um, I would definitely have Eminem on it, mm. which is weird because I'm not a huge fan of his music. I just, like, so much respect what he does, like, lyrically and vocally. Mm. It's, like, incredible. Mm. I actually find a lot of his music to be kind of annoying. Really. I don't like his voice. It's well, a little... Well, he's got multiple voices, right? He kind They're of all annoying. doing that thing. He has, like, like, the deep, angry voice, and he has, like, the mocking voices mm. and all this other I shit. I explained Cheney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, in the different, like, personas and all that shit. Yeah. Um, so, number five is where things get tough for me. Mm-hmm. Not a big Jay Z guy. Mm. Um, if I could, I would put the entire Wu Tang Clan on there. Mm. Since it's nineteen, there's nine dudes. I don't know if I can do that. I don't think that's legal. I thought it could be group, or I, I just was right. thinking. Yeah, I don't think. So I think what I would do if if, if Wu Tang was allowed, it would be Wu Tang. But if I couldn't, it would be Lil Wayne. And Rams is going to kill me for saying this because I used to complain. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. (laughs) Wheezy. Um, So (laughs) I always used to give Ram shit because he loved Lil Wayne. I was like, I love Lil Wayne too. But I was like, it pisses me off how much he rhymes the same word with the same word. And he does that shit a lot. Um, But I have to, like, he's so prolific and he has by far the most entertaining flow ever. His voice is so strange and so fun and so... Like, I can just listen to him talk, and it would entertain me. I mean, yeah, he's a very entertaining, man. Just, like, it's just fantastic. It's just, guy, like, always high, yeah, <laughs> always fucked up. Yeah, he's also the master of the mixtape, which is, yes. like, a lost art in rap. So. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm surprised. And oh yeah, no Kanye for you either. Again, I put him in the, the with Dre. Like I think Kanye's his contribution to rap is through producing. It's not necessarily him rapping. Even though he's got some hysterical lines. He's a great lines, yeah, yeah, but I guess you wouldn't think of him as like a rap rap rapper. Yeah. Um Lisa, yeah. thank you for doing this with me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was super interesting. I'm I'm curious about what the reception will be. I think it'll be good. I think lots of people find this stuff entertaining. Right. Yeah. And I hope, you know, some hip-hop heads are going to be mad at me because they want me to do a deep dive about shit. And like, I didn't talk really about Public Enemy or, like, mm. you know, Big L and, like, stuff like that. But it's like, and really even Eric B. or Rakim. But, like, there's a lot to talk about. There's a ton to cover. Right, we already got two episodes in on this shit, and like I feel like we only like scratch the surface. Yeah. So I'm sorry, hip hop heads, if you didn't invite, you know, miss something for you, or like didn't talk about your favorite rapper or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they did a four hour special on like basically just Dre and Jimmy Iovine. So I mean, like. Yeah, you know what else I discovered, literally yesterday, that really discouraged me. There's apparently a Netflix show called like History of Hip Hop or something similar to that. That has like 12 episodes out right now that really pissed me off. I didn't know it was a thing. I was like, God damn it. If it's on Netflix, everyone's already seen this shit. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Some people like enjoy their information through potting. Uh, yeah. Fill, the, sure. fill that gap. You can't watch Netflix when you're driving in your car. Uh, or you, you shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, at least let's get out of here. All right, let's do it. Uh, my name is Steve, and I was a history teacher and a hip-hop fan. <laughs> my name is Lisa, and I married the guy.